0: Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast and for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Greetings, beloveds. I'm so honored to be with you right now. Thank you for taking the time to watch this presentation. I want to talk to you today. The title of my talk is The Divine Invitation, Get Dressed for the Party. And I want to reference Matthew 22, where it states in there, many are called, but few are chosen. Now, my dad was a Baptist minister. And that was one of his most, his his favorite scriptures. Many are called, but few are chosen. And I remember he just used to hit me with that all the time. Like he would just catch me off guard. And he'd say, baby, are you a chosen one? And at this time, maybe about 14 or 15 years old, I was just starting to experiment with some drugs, some marijuana. And I'd like just finished smoking a joint or something and trying to sneak in the house so that my dad wouldn't see that my eyes were like that big. And he'd catch me and he'd say, baby, many are called, but few are chosen. Are you one of the chosen ones? I'd look at him like probably cross-eyed. I don't know. (laughs) And I'd say, yeah, daddy. Yeah. I'm one of the chosen ones. But in my gut, in my heart, I knew that I wasn't quite good enough to be considered a chosen one. But I was going to try. I was going to try to get in and be a chosen one with all my heart and all my might. And so I decided I was going to be perfect no matter what. And that meant not moving, not speaking, just standing there. <laughs> right. And I'd get it right for about 20 to 30 seconds. And then an errant thought would come in my mind that probably wasn't very nice, or someone would say something to make me mad, and I'd blurt out one of those words that the Baptists aren't allowed to say. And I was determined to just keep trying, to just keep trying. So I'd get it right again. I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to be quiet in church. I'm going to do all the right things to be considered a chosen one. But here's the thing. Visiting churches would come to worship with our community, and they'd always bring a busload of cute boys. And I'd find myself standing behind the church with one of them, Smoking a cigarette, because after all, many are called, but few are chosen. And so I blew it again. And then when I got pregnant at 16 years old, it was over for me. I would never get in to heaven. I would never enter the kingdom of heaven. I would never be considered a chosen one. And I'd like to reference when Jesus spoke about being chosen. When he, And he loved to speak in parables. So he told this story about a king who invited, sent his servants out to invite all of these guests from all over the place, the, the, the elite people of the time, to... Join him for the wedding feast of his son. And the guest refused. They came up with all kinds of excuses. They couldn't make it. And the servants went back and reported this to the king. And the king was a little angry, but he said, You know what? Forget about them. I want you to invite everyone. The good, the bad, the rich, the poor, the educated, the less educated, everyone is invited to the feast. And on the day of the party, he looked around the banquet hall and it was filled with guests. But he noticed one person in particular who was not properly attired for this amazing event. And he approached the guests and he says, what's up? Why aren't you dressed? And the guest had no answer. He was speechless. So the king ordered his servants to bind him hand and feet and to kick him out into a sea of darkness and confusion where there would be much weeping and gnashing of the teeth. Now, you can imagine (laughs) growing up hearing this story, how afraid I was, how freaked out I was. Because here I was, 14, 15 years old, just kind of exploring my own way outside of my father's rules and the church's rules and belief systems. And here I am being told, you're never, ever going to be good enough to get in. But I want to share with you that there came a day that as much as I loved my daddy, who made his transition over 40 years ago, and I'm still so in love with my dad. He's a great, great, great man. But there came a day when I had to leave my daddy's God behind. And I had to find a God of my own understanding. And here's what I've come to understand, that first of all, God, life, the universe is omnipotent. It is all power, not some power, not a little bit of power. It is all that there is. It is all power. It is omniscient, divine intelligence. It is infinite wisdom. And it is omnipresent, everywhere present in its totality at every point in the universe. So therefore, it is impossible For this infinite, eternal life spirit to exclude anyone from the kingdom of heaven, which, by the way, is not a destination, but a state of consciousness, everyone is wanted, everyone is invited, everyone is needed, everyone is included, even those 16-year-old pregnant girls or whatever... You are, wherever you are, who, whoever you are, you are wanted. You are invited to the feast of your authentic self. You are invited always. You are welcome. You, beloved, are chosen. Right? There's nothing that you can do that can get you unchosen. I remember... 35 years ago, when the divine invitation came to me in such a clear way. But first it showed up as an ivory-colored invitation, that little nudge that something's afoot, something's about to go, to go down. Listen. And this invitation said, Esther, you are cordially invited to attend the feast of your dignity. This is when I was deep in the throes of drug addiction. You are, you, are, you are cordially invited to the feast of dignity, beloved, of wholeness, of peace, of freedom, of being who you really are. And I was like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. If I can take my drugs with me, I'll go. But if that's not happening, then you know, never mind. So I took that ivory-colored invitation and I threw it in the trash. How many of you can relate to that right now? Then I received the pink invitation. And the pink invitation said to me, Esther, it is highly suggested that you accept this invitation to the truth of your beingness, to your worthiness, to your confidence, to your empowerment, to your clarity, to your safety, to your freedom. It's highly suggested, Esther. Like, we're, like, not playing with you. I was like, things started getting err, in my life. You know, the, the, the ivory invitation is, you know, a little gentle nudge. The pink invitation is like, okay, stuff's about to jump off. It's like getting really hot up in here. But still, it was like, if I have to give up my false identity, if I have to give up who I think I am, even though who I think I am is so sad, then I'm not going to accept that invitation. Everything will be all right. And then the red invitation came. And it showed up as my family knocking on my door to remove my seven-year-old daughter from my care Because I was an unfit mother. And I was an unfit mother. And I finally said, I give. okay, I'll accept the invitation. I'll accept it. But I said, I don't have anything to wear. I don't have anything to properly attire myself in for this most prestigious event of returning home to my authentic self, which is God, which is higher power. And I, and I felt spirit within me say, oh, beloved, but you have something to wear. Just go to your closet. And in my closet was hanging this red, dingy, raggedy dress. But it was a designer dress. And it was, just, it was a dress called willingness. And I slipped on this dress, this designer dress of willingness. And I slipped on my designer turned over raggedy shoes of humility. And I, and I slipped this on and I began to crawl to the feast that had been pre- prepared for me. And there were days when I wanted to give up. It was so hard. But I felt God, the universe, pushing me from behind, and pulling me towards the vision. And it said, you can either continue to be pushed by the pain, or you can be pulled by the, by the vision. And then there was a day when I was at my feast, and I was beautifully dressed. I was beautifully attired and self-worth, and self-value, and self-love, and feeling safe in my own skin. I was like, wow, I think I'll stay here. Now, your story might be quite different from mine. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm banking on that it, that it does. Your story is different than mine. You may not have ever been a drug addict, but I want you to look at the similarities. I want you to look at where you are receiving the divine invitation. What's going on? and what area of your life is the invitation showing up? Is it the ivory invitation, where something, you're feeling like something's changing? You're not quite as content where you've been hanging out. And you want to move forward, but you're afraid to. Well, that's spirit within you nudging you gently and lovingly into your next season, into your next experience of evolution. And then, if you don't listen, it's not a punishment. It's actually all based in love right? Everything is conspiring. The universe is conspiring for your amazingness, for your freedom, for your feast. So if you don't get it the first time, things get a little bit more intense, a little bit more chaotic, a little bit more disturbing when the, when the pink invitation comes. It doesn't mean when you get the pink invitation, it doesn't mean leave your husband today, It doesn't mean leave your relationship today. It doesn't mean quit your job today. It doesn't mean move across country next week. It means get dressed. Ask the question what am I to do? Go within. Start praying. Start meditating. Start working the steps. Start cleaning house. Start cleaning up your side of the street because your change is coming. And Spirit says, Boo, we can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. But you are chosen to be your highest self. And then some of us, we still don't listen. We're not ready yet to be pulled by the vision. We still have to, that that illusion of unworthiness, of not enoughness. It just forces you to be pushed by the pain and having to be in crisis in order to make that change, right? But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. And then the red invitation comes. And I know when that red invitation comes, because I've had so many of them, even in recovery, it feels like the dark night of the soul. And it feels like It will never be okay ever again. But I'm here to tell you oh, yeah, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay again. It's gonna be better than okay again. But how you come out of the dark night of the soul has everything to do with what you are doing while you're in it. And what do we wanna do with the ivory invitation, with the pink invitation? the red invitation, get dressed. We don't want to make any moves in our lives from a place of desperation, because that's operating from the, from the energy of the problem. So we want to use the tools and the practices of soul recovery that is going to recover and restore. Your authentic self is going to support you and the acknowledgement and the realization that you have always been chosen, beloved. You've always been the one. And you deserve to step into that. You deserve to know that. And so, I would love to support you in accepting the invitation to your feast. Through the practices of soul recovery, which is bridging the gap between the 12 steps of recovery and universal spiritual principles and other deep healing modalities, removing energy that does not serve you. And we can do this together. I'm going to give you three calls to action. The first call to action is if you are so inclined... If you want to know more about soul recovery, please sign up for my emails at Esther, that's E-S-T-E-R, there's no H. EstherMail.com. That's estermail.com. Also, my book, Soul Recovery, 12 Keys to Healing Dependence, takes you week by week through the process to accept the invitation to know that you are chosen and you can get my book soul recovery on amazon.com if something in this talk has moved you into the depth of your beingness into the depth of this work that i'm talking about this practice that i'm talking about that gets you to your party gets you to your feast then please feel free to contact me personally at Esther, E-S-T-E-R, at n i c h o l s o n N-I-C-H-O-L-S-O-N.com. And I will respond to you and set up some time with you. The divine invitation. Don't make any sudden moves. Get dressed get dressed in consciousness. We cannot want peace and freedom while we are dressed in resentment and unforgiveness. We cannot get dressed for the lavish, opulent abundance of the universe that is within each and every one of us if we are hanging out in the consciousness of lack and limitation. You are worthy. You are deserving. You are good enough. You are chosen. Many are called, and everyone is chosen. Peace and blessings.